You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, me? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today... Yo, I am honored. We're going to be talking to a homie that is just smashing it across the board. I mean, he's done music, he's done film, he's a skateboarder, he's a writer, he's a comic shop owner. My God, what does this guy not do? Future superstar here, future legend across the board, for real, with everything he's done. He's already is a legend. Let me introduce the one, Dioni. The awesome Ruen Nahera. What a kid are you doing? Hey, Al. Hey, Al. Man, it's, it's, always love your energy. Like I've told you, man, this is, I love this podcast, this show. Uh, so honored to be man, here, truly. Oh, uh, now I'm on it, and thank you for the kind words, bro. This is why the energy was, was, was popping at the green one. So, you know what? We got to go early. We just got to go early. We got to do it. So, kiddo, again, thank you for your time today. Let's do it. You see the show, then you know the first thing I need is that origin story, kid. So, so where is Senor Najera from? Yeah, so I am from uh, Imperial Valley, El Centro, California. I grew up uh, both sides of the border, back and forth from uh, Mexicali, Mexico, and uh, the border cities of El Centro and Calexico. So, um, yeah, I've just always been uh, in, in these desert cities here. Um, for anyone that knows this area, we're pretty close to Arizona too. It's maybe like 35 minutes away from like Yuma, Arizona, and oh, maybe wow. like two hours away from San Diego. So we're like in this like desert kind of pit, you know. A lot of people know this area because of the uh, the dunes. About 35 minutes from here is where they shot Return of the Jedi, like oh, the Sarlacc wow. pit. Yeah, the Boba Fett, the famous. Okay. See, where he, yeah. You said things are familiar. You say Yuma. I remember that from a movie. You said Calexico. Yeah. I remember that from a comic book. <laughs> like, yeah. So these places really exist. Apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three Tents of Yuma. Actually, that's a really good movie. I yes, love Westerns. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. I mean, I grew up watching my Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns back in the day. You know what I mean with Lee and Cleef and all them. Nice. <laughs> good nice. stuff. I mean, I was never much of a John Wayne fan, but but you gave me some Clint Eastwood stuff. That's my joint for real. Yeah, and even yeah. from Charles Bronson, he did some westerns. Yeah, yeah, I love the western genre in general. Just all the films, a lot of the modern ones too that I grew up watching, like uh, like Tombstone and like uh, what's the other Unforgiven. You can't. You oh, Unforgiven. Yeah, Unforgiven. I saw boss. this other one not too long ago with uh, with uh, Christian Bale in it. Um, uh, oh, it was really good. I know I'm what you're talking the name. about. It was yeah. really good though. It was really really good though. But, I have excuses for why I blank on names, you know, <laughs> things that I, I, I did before the show, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up here in the Valley. Um, I've always loved comic books. I mean, my first comic uh, was when I was like five years old. Um, five? Who gave it to you? I need to know. Was it so you? Here's a, so here's a funny story. It was it was on a washer dryer at my grandparents' house. And I still to this day don't know whose it was. And it was it was a spectacular Spider-Man comic. And it was all kind of ragged and torn a bit and uh i was basically like whose is this and she's like oh you could have it and that was my first comic that oh, i ever not, like owned. but it was just randomly in the house no just one knows randomly. the story no and then <laughs> and then the first comic that i ever like bought 
like act like it was mine. Like I that was yeah. mine. I get to cho- choose it. Uh, was an Archie comic. It was one of those double digests at the checkout oh. lane. My mom was like to me and my brother. Uh, do, you know, do you want a candy? What candy do you want? And I was like, I don't really want the candy. My brother would get the candy, but I was like, can I have that? And it was like the Archie comic because I knew that at the end of the day, I could read that thing that day, next week, the week after, the week after that. And, and back in those, you know, brain back, candy, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and back in that time, like there was no, no, uh, you know, iPhones, no screens in cars. There was no. So your entertainment, when I was stuck like four hours trying to cross the border from from Mexico, Mexico back to the U.S., sitting there in the car, my entertainment was the comic go. books, you know? Yeah. Four hours? Yeah, you'd sit I would get line. out the car and walk. Yeah, this is before they had like through. this is before like they had Sentry and all that. All the, 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 the what? Yeah, you just oh sit there. God, you're in line nah. forever trying to cross back to the U.S., and we would go over there. You a know lot what? Though? Four hours does sound better than the lines at Disney, though. <laughs> yeah 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 i guess i guess there's like the, the they have this like this thing where it's sort of like at disney they got like the the fast pass now which you're like limited on how many you can get right but unless you're a celebrity like ruben you know you get the back door access all the time over there in those spots you're like yeah I, I don't need to wait i'm ruben all right all right here fast pass for you bro yeah, no, I, 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 we just be stuck in that line crossing from mexico back because i have i have more than half my family, you know, live live there, still live there, and okay. like, um, and then also like we'd go over there because, you know, seeing like uh the doctor was cheaper, you know what I mean, all those kinds of things. I had an, I had two of my uncles who were doctors over there, so we just go over oh, there. Oh, wow, nice. You know, didn't have the medical insurance in the U.S. would cross over there, just go see them for either for free or for cheap. You know <laughs> what I mean? Everything over there. So, um, just I was just. Spending time like back and so forth. So crazy, right? Here you are living in the states. You know, you should you should have the right to to, to decent health insurance, but because of how it is here, you've had to even go. You know, damn, you finally had to go step outside the across the border, if you will, to get yeah. the help. That's so. I mean, it's so crazy. The greatest country in the world. I mean, not trying to shit on on home, but sometimes, man, it's like that. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know. I mean, we, I we need like... to do better for us, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just like my upbringing like that. I, I, when I was going there, crossing back and forth, I didn't, I did I was so young that I didn't understand the reason we would go over there for the doctor, right? Okay. But, you know, as, as I grew up, I understood, you know, the financial situation and all that. And also, like, as a kid, I didn't really grow up like, you know, for instance, like, like, here's an example. Like, I, I grew up uh, a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan and, like, I could see you murdered Donatello. Apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, this this is a uh, this is Donatello from the from the third movie. That's, that's the that's the only remaining uh, stunt head from the film. He, he's, oh okay, okay. So I was about to say he's the most dangerous man in America. He <laughs> killed Donatello like with his own bare hands. And and, and the hood of Mexico when they crossed the border, Donatello was there, and he was just rummaging through Ruben's hood. And Ruben was like, "What are you doing here, Donnie? You don't belong here." Donnie got fresh and Ruben did what he had to do. And look, but at least Donnie died with a smile. Yeah, he's uh, uh, uh it's funny because the foam, the foam latex on this, on this mask, because of the age, it's starting to like shrink, you know. So it's oh, it's on a receipt, so he's getting a receding uh, lip line. Yeah, he's like, ah, he looks like a gringo when they get old when they lose the lips. <laughs> yeah, I, another uh, uh, another prop I have is the uh, baby Sinclair from the dinosaurs. The uh. The actual baby. No, you puppet. don't. Yeah, not no, the mama. You don't. 
Yeah, but that one's in kind of bad shape. I need to get that one restored because I, I had won it at an auction. And the head's actually still good, but the body's, like, coming apart. It's breaking apart. Oh. So I have to get that one uh, restored. That's why that one's not in a display or anything. But, yeah, I mean, once you get props like this, you're basically like a caretaker because if you don't preserve it or take care of it, it could just it could be I mean, gone for the rest rubber, of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I, I'm, I just realized you have – like crazy bins next to you and behind yeah. you? is that collection? Yeah, so it's uh I, I've been I've been I've been boxing a lot of stuff. Like I've had uh, I, I'm a big collector. I have like a lot of uh Marvel Legends, uh a lot of the, Oh, you're a toy guy. Oh shit. Yeah, toy guy, yeah, action figures. Yeah, I, I have a lot of comics too, but um I've I've kind of probably like ninety five percent of my comic collection I sold. Um, oh wow. I, I, just, I just for like a few. Yeah. Just for like a few key pieces, you know. Yeah, things that you want to keep that you actually enjoy, right? Yeah, is, yeah. Is that why you did it? Because for me, I just had so many boxes at one point. I also did it for family. I got rid of my collection, and so now I basically I'm only keeping what I enjoy, which is my Conan and my spawns. That's it, and everything else, and you know a couple here and there yeah. keys that that I like, or my keys. Yeah, because I call Death's Head yeah, I, a key for me. You know, I I, I call. Uh, that's yeah, a lot you of keys it. for me. Yeah, that's my shit. Yeah. Those are my keys. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I have a theme, right? That's head, that's lock, Conan, all murderers, yo. Jesus Christ, bro. I actually have a, uh, that one, one of the ones I did keep was the uh, Conan Barbarian 23, first appearance of Red Sonia. have that one in the yo, 98. Yeah. I got that and 22, the, 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 the you know, uh, the, the shadow appearance, whatever. And then yeah. what's crazy is one day my mom in Brooklyn, because she helps clean buildings, somebody moved out. She said, oh, look what I found. I found some comics. Are they worth anything? I'm very mad at her still because she misplaced them. But she found a first print Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three. Oh, wow. The black and white Mirage joint. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she found a first appearance of a Red Sonja. Oh, wow. So and she sent me those pictures. I said, oh, my God, Ma, I will sell those for us. Yeah. Um. And and uh, yo, we uh, we split it, for real. Yeah. And she goes, okay, I'll put them away. So a week passes. I said, Mom, did you ever send me that? She goes, Oh my God, I forgot where I put them. <laughs> I'm like, I ask her every time. I, call, I said, Mom, did you ever find that? I like, killed. Yeah, did you ever find them? <laughs> you you sitting on a gold mine, son. <laughs> yeah. Especially with that turtle, son. I mean, that shit was Hopefully like that... a rent. You feel me? That's yeah. Yeah. So. Rent. Yeah, so that that's actually that's one of the books when I got rid of ninety five percent of my collection. One of the books that I got was a TMNT one in a nine eight, and I got I, I I liquidated everything to get the Holy Grail for myself, and that was oh. my purpose was to like get rid of all the bulk I had just to limit it down to like those few things that I felt could I ever own this or not, and it's like well mm. if I combined everything I had I could get that one thing, and so I just have a few books like that now. Um, but and, that's um, fine, man, because that that's yeah. still swag, that, you know, some braggadacio stuff. Uh, yeah, I may not have the biggest collection, but look what I do have. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, and you know, oh, I, I, I read a lot. I read a lot of comics. So, like, my pull lists and stuff, like, I'll read stuff that comes out. And, um, you know, I stay up to date with that. So, uh, like, for instance, you said Spawn. I was reading the Omnibus uh, for Spawn oh, nice. from issue one and on because I haven't read it in so long that it's like all new to me again because I haven't read it since like 92 or whatever it came oh, out, you wow. know, so 
Yeah, so like it's all new. I'm understanding it differently now, you know, because I'm I'm older. As you know, we're so. older, we get all that you know uh, religious stuff that's going on there too. I mean, he, yeah. he really does not hold back when you really think about those concepts. They're really heavy concepts. They are. Yeah, I did not. I could not understand. I could not understand that at that at that time. Yeah, now they're I very mean, heavy yeah. concepts. And like, yo, could you imagine you're able to trap God and the devil and see what a or a spiritless or soulless world would be like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> woo! Yeah. I mean, for those that believe, I know there's people that don't, and that's good on you too if you don't. It's all right. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> um, um, for real. So, all right. So here you are, you know, go, traveling back and forth. You're getting put on. Uh, was your family encouraging of you reading comic books all the time or what? Um, I don't really think they thought anything of it. It was just kind of like, okay, that's what he wants to do instead. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I was always just really different. I mean, I was I was reading at a really young age. I was always the few toys that I did have. I would always always like building scenarios and making my own. It was like I was writing at the same time. You know, but when I was playing, and then I was always uh, making stuff. I was always making music. I always had this little. Casio piano and I was like five and it's yeah. funny because I, I used to take that thing like when, when passes were affordable folks yeah <laughs> yeah I, I would even like uh even like as a little kid like learn how to go to the restroom and stuff I'd be like in the restroom like going potty like playing with the piano yeah like I was just always I was always making music I was you always were getting like, to a rhythm in those restrooms. yeah just like <laughs> Yeah, like I've just always been doing it since I was like really, really small. So it's just like oh. embedded in me, just creation. So again, is your family in encouraged you on that too. Um, yeah, I think they gave you a free pass on just you being you. Yeah, yeah, they're just like that's, that's just what he likes. You, know you don't get mean? that, you know. Listen, but the only reason I keep asking it like that is just because again, not every Latino family is like that that uh, pushes you know that type of artistic creativity. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, I think you may know what I mean. Not not yeah. every Latino family is in that. You know, we're, we're kind of raised, or we got to get a real job, this, that, and things in the arts are not considered, you know, to a lot of people real yeah. arts, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I dealt with that in uh in school, especially. You know, no one really believed. Uh, but your family believed in you, but now you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the school, school being. Asked. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, honestly, I, even I think like my. my, my my family didn't they, – they knew I liked to do that stuff, but I don't think they really thought I could have a career in that. You know what I mean? They were just like, he just likes to do it. Like, that's like my hobby or whatnot. But uh, I was like dead serious about every – you know what I mean? That's what I – They really didn't understand career potential. They just yeah. thought, okay, he's, yeah. just, he's just having a good time right now. Exactly, exactly, like that. It was like that. It was like, it was like oh, he, he just likes to do that. It's like his, his side thing or his thing. Even even Crazy. skating was like the way they thought of it like that. Yeah, I mean, no one you had, became a – you fucking became like an illustrator too, I mean, what the, <laughs> bro, I was like, how does this kid, you know, comic book, creating, putting things together, uh, music, skateboarding, like, bro, like, how did you find a time as a kid? Like, how, what, what were your group of friends like? Because, again, for you to be able to do this much stuff, you must have had an influential group of friends, unless you were really that lone wolf and you were the trendsetter. Yeah, um, yeah, you're, you're correct on that second one. I was actually pretty, uh pretty solitary and maybe well, that's why okay. i because i did i did try to play team sports and stuff and i was always like benched or bullied or like um i remember being in a basketball game one time and i took a shot and actually made the shot and i got penalized for it 
because they, the coach told me not to take the shot, and then he benched me for, like, the rest of the tournament. Oh, oh Latino so, not supposed to take the shot. That's what I was playing. Yeah, and, like, I just – it just – the fun wasn't there, you know. I, I remember, in, like, in baseball, the coach would have me edge forward to get hit with the pitch on purpose so that I can get first base. Like, nah, crazy bro. stuff. Nope. So, like, I don't know. When I got out of all that, I got into skating because uh, – it's just you can do what you wanted, how you wanted, whenever you wanted, and to have that independence and the freedom. I didn't really need anyone to do it. I could just skate myself, you know, and, and that's what I really loved the most about it. So I was pretty solitary in that sense. And even when I was, like, making music or, you know, cre- you know, creating stories, writing things, uh, I was writing stuff even when I was really little. I would try to write the poems and stuff like that. I was always oh. reading, like, a, remember, like, those Shel Silverstein books? Remember where the sidewalk is? Oh, my God, yes. Yes. I used to read a lot of that, dude. I used to read a lot of those. Oh, um, funny, man. We're the same, bro, because my mom used to take me to what we call Manhattan Avenue in, uh-huh. in Brooklyn, right? And they had a store called D&D. So sometimes what they would have are these little fat books. Yeah. And it was all Edgar Allan Poe stories. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, but not in comic book form, but written. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, yo, I had the largest stack of those books, bro. Because I was, unlike most kids my age there, too, uh, if I had a choice between a toy and a book, I would want a book. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's why my, my mom always said, oh, he's such a good boy. She only knew how much of a crazy asshole I was later on in life. But, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that. Our parents at least encouraged us there. Because at least they saw that being important. Yeah, um, yeah. So when did you really start taking creative steps seriously? And being able to dabble. What was your first dabbling in? Um, I mean, I was always creating. When I was, like, in high school, I started up, like, a little a little clothing label. So I was also business Damn, well, a fashion designer, too. Folks, another joint to, to, to add to this list that Ruben had here. Yeah, it was, a, it was, we called it Archive. Uh, and then oh, later on, we added, we called it Archive Fabrics. And uh, we used to make skate videos. and. Uh, it's so hilarious because even when I was little, I was making these skateboard videos, and our editing process was uh, it's so funny because, you know, we didn't have like like money to make anything, you know, we didn't have a fancy setup. So, what we used to do is, um, this is pretty funny. You'll get a kick out of this. We the, the camera uh, at the time, it's right when like the the high eights came out, and so oh shit, yes, I know yeah. high eights, yeah. And so like uh, we used to take the head the headphones from like the Walkman. Uh, or the CD player, the the old ones that used to skip when you would like even move it a little bit. Oh, I know, bro. Right? Uh, portable, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> that shit yeah. Skip so much, you had to be walking like 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 a waiter and shit like this. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like a yeah. waiter. Don't yeah. Touch me, exactly bro. like Don't that. Touch me. Yeah. <laughs> and so the funny thing is, like, we'd be filming someone do a skateboard trick, or they'd be filming me, and the person that's filming, we would take the the headphone because we didn't have an editing bay or anything like that. We would take the headphone. And we would place it over the, the audio receptor, like where it picked up the audio. And then the person who was filming had to hold the, the CD player and the camera and hit record and play on the CD <laughs> at the same time. And then, and then so the worst part was if the person skating missed the trick, you would know in the final edit because the song would skip from one part and go like the other. <laughs> and that showed like how good or bad they were. But that was our way of like editing music into the videos, you know, to oh make it my God. Be cooler. And so the better the better skaters like in our videos, their songs were never perfect, but they were more fluid than others because they, let, they, had, they skipped less. <laughs> they skipped less. Yeah, that's I how we did it, shit. dude. 
Yeah, that's how he did yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to I can't stop the music. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so the worst. Funny. It's like, can you go back a little bit? Just so the song is like, you know, more closer to it. It's pretty hilarious, man. But those are the kinds of things he did. But I mean, it, it was like trying to engineer that as like a kid. Because I was a kid when we were doing that. That's what yeah. I'm saying, though. How did you edit that as a kid? What did you have to edit? Because I mean, were you just playing this shit on the VCR? Like, delete. <laughs> yeah. X. So that was our way to get the music in, and then from there you you put like the the uh, you know the red white um, yellow cables and you plug them into the same ones that you would use. Ah, for like the, the red white yellows. You remember those RCA's? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Super Nintendos, those those kinds of cords, and like uh, we put that into uh, like you know the big giant computers we had, and from there we couldn't. Put the, the audio you mean in, that but... eight gigabyte computer that was top of the line then? <laughs> <laughs> eight gigabyte yeah. hard drive. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, it's just like it was just like ghetto home movie making. You know what I mean? But that was kind of like the first, uh, the first uh, uh, foot in the in the door oh, of like what would end up being you know a, a progression of getting better at making so, films and videos and being creative and writing stories and then later doing skits that had nothing to do with skating but just do like skits like that anywhere did uh, those ones we would like we would show it to like uh you know local you know family or like aunts and uncles my you know parents you know brothers stuff like yeah. that would you know share it with them but later on as like I would get involved with uh, other brands we'd start to like film each other and start making like sponsor me skate videos, and then those things Ooh. would end up actually getting us like sponsored and and what? things like that. And progression would go, yeah. So it was just like a, a slow build, you know. It was a slow build, That's you know. Cause... So, so build that up though. Build this up more though, because again, you know, what era are we talking about when you were doing all this? So, um, so this, yeah. So this was like uh, this was like the Y two K era. Early on, holy yeah. shit, bro. Yeah, what? yeah. So, which is funny because that's also when like uh, everyone was scared the world was gonna, you know, Y two K was like this big thing. People forget that about that now, but it was a big deal then. Oh and my god! Oh, the computers are gonna reset and fuck up our bank accounts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this was like ninety nine, uh, you know, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. We were filming really? all this stuff. Yeah, this is pre really. Internet pre YouTube, you know. Stuff. Oh, YouTube didn't not exist. Yeah. What's YouTube? Right? It wasn't even. It wasn't even in the nutsack of the owner yet. That I. Yeah, did. I remember when like uh, MSN Messenger came out. That was like a big deal. Oh my God! He said Messenger. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Okay. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, no, just so always, just always creating, you know, just always creating things for. You know, so you're doing a skateboarding, yeah. so talk about that. What was your first dab with the music? What came after skateboarding? Was it the music? So the music's or interesting. The, the, mu- the music I've been doing the longest out of anything. But really? the thing is... So that I was always, the beginning. Yeah, I, I'd say that was because the, the I didn't start skating till I was like 12. Yeah. All right. So the, but the music, like I said, I've been doing it since I was like four five and the I, comics i forgot my first book at like same thing five ish so maybe bathrooms in southern california remember you as a child man that was probably was, the best poop ever they're like oh Be- man it's so relaxing. beethoven sometimes sometimes <laughs> I th- sometimes i think back to like uh remember uh charlie brown the, the little the little kid playing oh linus right linus right sometimes i think that i, I kind of like relate to like that image of him like as a little kid, just like playing the piano, you know, like zoned out, bro. Right? Yeah, he don't care exactly. about anything. He's just on his piano, just playing. So I think that's what music has always been for me. 
it's uh it's something that like i just it's like a ther it's you know it it really is it's my therapy you know so i never really like uh pursued it as like career but the funny thing is like now i am, i'm actually starting to record things so i i am going to yeah. actually do music now because i had to get the skating stuff out of the way in my early 20s because i know that like the the physicality of that and what you need your body to do that i needed to do that then yeah and i always figured like all the writing and the music and all that i can do that i can do that later you know and it's not gonna after go i beat away. myself up in case i have a limp <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna like be doing gnarly skate tricks at like you know 40 you know plus you don't want to be like to tony be hawk same. bro come on bro tony hawk's killing it though right that's incredible the but stuff that's what i'm saying right bro yeah i mean that's what i'm saying you can't knock the aids because even homie at his age i mean he he is showing off against these young bucks like i right, you know don't think that age you know age is but nothing but a number for real it is yeah i feel like you're younger than i am you know don't let these white yeah. guys fool you folks this is just wisdom. <laughs> it's called stress. It is wisdom. It is wisdom. So wisdom is stress. Look at this. But look at this. I, I got it lined up now. Like I want it looking like, like a Puerto Rican Ming. <laughs> the merciless. Um, okay, so music was your first love. You guys are skateboarding. What are we going to comics and, you know, that full circle moment, especially yeah. with what you did? Because uh, when you mentioned that, how that was your first comic and then the full circle moment, for me, it was like, it just clicked for me. Like, whoa, really? Okay, anyway. So, talk about, how did you start getting into film? Yeah, folks, he does film too, this guy. I mean, he does everything. <laughs> yeah, Only so the, the the film, I would say, my first dabble it was with all that skate stuff. You oh, know, okay. dating back to, like, trying to figure out, like, how do I get music? Like, because there's no one to show me anything. So, it's like, how do I get the music to go with the, the thing we're capturing in this camera? And so, that was kind of the first foray into it was, like, press record, hit play at the same time, try to get that, you know, that would get better on when, uh, you know, Windows Movie Maker would come out, and then, like, we'd be oh able my to God. drag a song into there, you know? Wasn't Movie Maker great, though? It was so it was. easy. Yeah. I hate that people sit on it back then, but they, they probably are, like, kicking themselves on the ass right now. Like, you know, that was very simple to do. Movie Maker, <laughs> movie maker blew my mind when it first came out, dude. I you and me like, both, bro. Wow. That was yeah. the first time I intended to do a video, and I showed my family. And they're like, you did that? I'm like, yeah, on this app. Isn't this cool? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but then I didn't stick with it because, you know, life. And then once podcasting came into my life, then everything changed. Hey. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I, um, I just – that's kind of where I first started. And there was a point where I did want to do film school and stuff, but I, was, I wasn't able to qualify for the financial aid and, like, um, you know, my, my – my family, we didn't, you know, didn't have money to like be able to support me to go to the, the school. Uh, but so, I what's had, the point of financial aid? Isn't it to, isn't it to help yeah. underprivileged kids? But yeah, what they they give you a point? Oh, you're too underprivileged to go. What, fuck you, yo. What is that? Yeah, I was like in this weird like gray zone. And then the the even even weird the even trippier part about that was, um, that like I, like I don't know. I just had this feeling. That, like, you know what? No one's going to do these things for me. I, I've always just done things from, you know, myself because no one's going to do it for you. You have to just do it. At the end of the day, you know what I mean? you got to be the one that, that does it. You can't wait for things Absolutely. to sit around. Yo, so, Ruben Priest, bro. That's the yeah. truth. You cannot go out there, people, saying, oh, I wish this would happen. Don't wish. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. You have the power. Yeah, that's uh, that's that I live by that. Everything that I, I, I do, everything that I've 
make, create, do, um, I live by that motto. I just, I just don't, I, you know, if you wait for it to happen, it, it's, it'll never happen. Don't expect for that to go. You got to, you got to set the, set the stones You've into motion yourself. You've taken action to make it happen. You've yeah. taken the action to make your dreams be realized. You see, the, folks, see, this is why I want, I love talking to people like this. But this is what it takes. If you want to make it, folks, you got to work, man. Yeah. It's not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. I mean, uh, at least for people that look like me, you know, with the background that Ruben has, you know, sometimes we have to work three times, four times, ten times harder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. to get a, a, a fraction of what others could possibly get. Oh, you I know, had, so, Yo, bro, yeah. I salute you, bro. What, no, yeah. I, I've, I've had... Man. <laughs> I've had uh, thousands of failures, dude. Like I, I, I but you've learned from them. And then oh you yeah. Going. Yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I think I got a lot of that from skating. You know, I mean, uh, there'd be days where I'd go like four days back to get one one trick, and like I'd finally get it because I was with skating. I was never talented. That's something that I wasn't like talented at. I had to work my ass off to be good you at practice skating. to get the get. Yeah, the exactly. But there's there's people that I, I know that are like they're Boy, legitimately talented yeah they're really good they'll get things and and it's they sometimes flip it's almost a deck like, in a heartbeat right yeah yeah flip a deck and like this is my first time boom boom they do it like yo what yeah. the hell yeah son? <laughs> yeah yeah but then i, I mean I, but a lot of sometimes some of those people also they don't uh it fades out for them there's no passion in it for them you know yeah oh but for me i was always really passionate about it and accomplishing it and Thanks trying to accomplish those up. challenges you know and i i, I fell many a times and many a times I got back up, and when I finally landed something, um, the feeling of landing it can't is indescribable because without all those falls, landing it wouldn't have felt good. You know what I mean? How important is is passion and, yeah. and, and the energy of success to you? How important is having passion? Passion is everything. In fact, uh, I, you know, listening to your podcast and other podcasts that I've heard. I've been wanting to start my own podcast, and I just did. Our, our Whoa! Just, yeah. And, and the, the podcast is actually Welcome. called Passions Personified, so it's funny. Like, you nail it with, with the word hey, passion. Hey, there we yeah. go. Of course, because I feel it from you, bro. You yeah. Are, maybe it's just a Latino in us, but we're very passionate people. We're yeah. about, you know what I mean? So when we get into what we get into, man, we, we're going to go, like, a full hundred or nothing. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? So, yeah, that's awesome, bro. We're going to get into that in a minute then. Because that's, that's future scape. It is, yeah. yeah All right? Sweet so, we're about to get into that. But I want to talk about now going kind of full circle moment. Uh-huh. Because you said earlier, one of the first comics that you mm-hmm. wanted, that you asked for, that you got in your hands was an Archie comic. Yep. And Archie then you... And then here we are in the here and now. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you got a story. Yeah. In Archie, yeah. best comic ever. Like, yeah. what in the hell? Yeah, Whoa! I, what a yeah, full circle moment from fan to creator, kiddo. First of all, saludos. Yeah. Talk about that. So let, let's talk about you now finally stepping into comics. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, a second full circle. It's definitely a dream that came true. Um, 
the best Archie comic ever, which, by the way, comes out June 15th worldwide. Mm. Uh, and I have a story in there that's called Operatives. And uh, Operatives is uh, it's like a super spy espionage tale. And I get to write uh, Betty and Veronica and Archie in the story as well. And they're Ooh. basically at a at an opera house where they're trying to catch this uh this mob boss, and uh it, it's cool. That's why it's called operatives because it's at the opera and their spies are operatives. Ah, uh, so, hey, puns. These yeah. puns. Yeah, it's got, yeah. <laughs> so it's like perfect name for the story. Um, and uh, my artist on so in this book, uh, it's actually like an annual. So it's got three stories in it. Um, and so there's a. I'm partnered up with Georgia Sposito, and she is – a lot of you might know her from, like, the Doctor Who comics. Oh, uh, that's, okay. From she's time, the yeah. artist. Yeah, she's the artist that um, I was paired up with. We're kind of, like, in teams. There's also another story in there that's written by uh, Fred Van Lent and the arts by Tim Seeley. And Ooh. then um, and then there's another story in there called Jughead the Bulgarian, and uh, it's like a Conan spoof, but it's Jughead. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that one's from Aubrey Sitterson uh, and wow. Jed Daughtry. So it's three stories okay. in there. We've yeah. read about everybody but Jed on our podcast at some point. Nice. Within the family of everything, Comic Crew, Undercover Case. That's awesome. Every name you mentioned, we've had Tim. We had, this is so dope. And yeah. now we got the great Ruben as part of this, you know, hey, pantheon hey, of amazing creators. <laughs> hey, bye. Yeah, thank you. I man. dig it. So talk about, you know, you even pitching in for this. How did you find out about this? How did you get the opportunity? You know, yeah. and, and give us a synopsis of what you did with it. Yeah, so I have been, I actually have, I had pitched some stuff to Archie years, years ago, many years ago. Um, And when I was writing scripts back then, because I've been doing this for a while, I was pitching a lot of scripts to to uh, different publishers and one of them was Archie but when I was writing them I was so used to writing them like in the like a short film film kind of way oh. and then my journalistic background writing like action sports articles that I you know I figured out wait, I was wait I was a minute it wrong you know yep. folks this guy's trying to sneak things behind us now so <laughs> by well by us rather sports journalism yeah, so action sports. Yeah, I, w- I was a writer for a lot of action sports what? publications. Yeah. Look at this guy. Holy shit. How dare you? Not let <laughs> me know about that. Look at many hats, right? It, 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 yeah, it, I, I, I think not even Lucy's episode had that many hats being pulled off on that with that one guy <laughs> that had that many roles at the telly. Holy smokes, bro. You're killing it, Ruben. You're killing it. I'm no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, uh, I was just doing it wrong. Like the it, comic writing for comics is so different, you know. And I, I was I, I was like doing too much actually, and like wow. I had to learn how to thin it down. And not only that, but I I was I was I was needing to learn how to leave space for my for the other because you're like the person who does the panels on the inside. They're also a storyteller, and so you have to allow them to you know you basically work together. So like Georgia when she's doing the art, she's just as much of a writer in a different way than I am, you know, because she's got to tell the story and convey it through the images, you know? And yeah. so I, I don't want to step over too much in the line and be like, this panel has to be like this. And this panel has to be like this. I, I learned how to like write the correct way, you know, and, and, and in that process, learning to write that correct way, what I actually did was I took some of those uh, online classes at the Kubert school. 
Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah, and I, I I learned a lot from there. Actually, my, my instructor at the time was Amy Chu, and she's wonderful. Oh, she's a wonderful writer. Oh, yeah, so, Amy Chu is dope, man. Yeah, man. and so I learned I learned really how to, like, uh, get it down, narrow it down, you know what I mean? Because I was training these giant things, and learning from her, I kind of learned how to bring it down into, like, you know, six pagers, you know? The condensed um, things. Very condensed version, you know? Um, and I just practiced and practiced, got better at better. It never stopped writing. That's one thing I could say is just write, 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 always write. You know what I mean? If you want to be a writer, don't stop. You'll get better at it with time. Um, and also never give up because a lot of times when you're pitching your scripts and stuff, it might not be the right fit for, for that place. And sometimes you pitch a script and they don't even like the script, but they liked the skill or your ideas, and maybe yeah, they're the like, you know what? Behind it. Yeah, exactly. I think you're a better fit for this, you know. And so on the on the Archie story that I got put on, it was kind of one of those scenarios where like I actually pitched six different things. Oh, and so Newman uh, ain't playing. He's six pitches, bro. You got you so, gotta pick one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it's like there were six directions they could go, and and this was the one they they dug, and this is the one we went full force with. And this is the one that we get published, you know, but it just goes to show, you know, there's a lot of, you always got to, um, how do you, how, how's, there's a phrase like that. Like when you're giving a, a service, always give more, you know what I mean? Yeah. A little more. Go above and beyond. Yeah, above go above and beyond. And beyond. Yeah. yeah. Always yeah. go above and beyond. Exactly. Why yeah. not? Because it goes far, man. Because again, you, know, you you're presenting a different level of service, professionalism, skill. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and with here too as well because here we are. You're doing your thing. You you ain't you ain't messing around. Yeah, and and I've written, I've done indie comics and stuff like that. Um, I've had you know various people that I've worked with. Um, but but it, with Archie, it's different because uh, it was like my first full time being with such a a team like that on an annual book like this. You're really like in a giant okay. team because everybody's involved in it. Everyone's hearing everyone's things. So, and not only so, so everyone is involved in the conversation. Even though they're separate stories, they're, yeah. everybody's still involved in the conversation of the creation. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've so, never been involved. Was part this of your first time? So this was your first time then? Yeah, oh. this is my first time with something like that. Uh, because, like I said, I've done all the indie stuff. Like, I did a an independent... Like, I, I wrote something for Dave Garcia, PandaCon, which is like a spinoff of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, character and so i wrote that for the imperial valley comic-con that we had had many years ago and i'd write those stories for an ash can and a comic release and now they're doing an animated show and then i also done an indie comic called illegal aliens with a z about an uh uh, uh someone crossing the border right here near me um <laughs> being said, in right. the desert right down the hood son <laughs> yeah and he, he crosses through, like, the, the new river, which is, like, the most polluted river in America, they say. And that's literally, like, 15 minutes away from me. And, like, he crosses through there, gets out of the water, makes it in the desert, thinks he's seeing a mirage. And it's actually an alien that had crash-landed. He saves the alien, but they're both, like, illegal aliens. So they become uh, best friends. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, like a buddy comedy. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm already doing this. I'm yeah. wondering would this be a Mexican crossing the border, meeting aliens somewhere in Texas? They're both illegal aliens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yo, yo, that shit. Please, <laughs> when are we getting the movie? Yeah. So that that was a, that was another indie comic that I wrote, and that was an exclusive to to Yuma Con in Arizona. 
And then we also had it at another show in Orange County. So I've done comics, but uh, I've always worked with uh, independent creators. So there's no, like, a team. It's more like, you know, you have someone and another person, you're working on a project together independently. But with Archie, it's different because Archie's company has been around for 80 years, you know? So it's still considered indie. Crazy. It's crazy. But, I mean, but it was the first time where, like, I was in, you know, basically like a, 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 like a boardroom kind of thing where, like, we had, like, a full team of creators <laughs> there. And, like, after I write it, here, right? yeah, after, after, like, I write it, 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 you know, it's not like me calling uh, my buddy or the person who, who I'm working with to do interiors or something. Like, I'm, I'm on an, a deadline deadline, and when I finish that, they're on a deadline to do the pencils and the inks, and then that person's on a deadline to get it to the colors, and the colors is on a deadline to get it to the, oh my you know God. what I mean? And the editor's got to go over to everything, publishing, covers got to be done. Uh, check everything out. Uh, then, then the printing. Hopefully, the the printers are on point with getting the printing well, done, and there's no errors. So, Ruben, you process, need to make, you know, you need to make a comic book about the process called the death line. Because, <laughs> geez, yo, that sounds insane, intense. This yeah, is this you do this, you do that, do that. You got to be done by X time. Jeez, there's sorry. a there's a lot that goes into it. It makes you appreciate that book a lot more. You know what I mean? Just well, I think everybody should appreciate every book because, yeah. it is, as you said, it is a lot of work. It's it's in a, a lot of people behind it. Um, and if you can't do it for yourself, please shut the f up. Um, <laughs> because you know th- this, it's real work, man. Not many people are yeah. built for something like this. You know, uh, I, I think masochists like ourselves are the ones that are both for this. Like, all right, we'll take the pain. I don't, I don't mind it because I know where it could lead. So, you know, you're awesome yeah, with it, that. Yeah, the process is, is uh, it was great to see. Everyone was great to work with. My, my editor, uh, Jamie Lee Ritante at Archie, she's incredible. Jamie Lee? Was, hey, yes. Yeah, it was actually cool because she was the, uh, she's like the one of the prior writers of Betty Veronica. So to get to work with her on this. It was pretty cool. It was kind of like she was, like, passing the torch, you know? So we were kind of, like, going back and forth. And she really uh, – I learned a lot from her as well. So Did it you meet just, them in person yet? Or, or was it uh, all done, like, virtually? Everything was done virtually because of coronavirus. So it, okay. it, it's – it yeah, it, it really uh, – it put a, a – a, I don't know how to say it. It, it really got things kind of weird, you know what I mean? Of course, I mean, you're on the computer, you know, we're humans, you want to yeah. engage, you want to be there, we want to tap somebody in the back, give them a pound, like, you're a great idea, and we can't do that yeah. on the computer, unfortunately. But it, it did that in numerous ways, though, because even, like, in uh, right when the pandemic hit my store, MetaHumans Comics, we got nominated for our oh, first shit. Eisner, that, Yeah, like, let's talk even... about that. Uh, look at this guy, I love it. He loves to segue, this guy. You're going to be a great podcaster. It's true. Because, folks, I mentioned this earlier. I say he's an entrepreneur. And what I meant by that was he actually owns his own comic shop. Yeah, seven years. Seven years. You see this, Joe? I mean, he in it in the business as a whole for the community. So talk about the shop, when you opened it, why did you open it, and, like, where is it at, yo, so people could start hitting the shop. Yeah, so um, actually, I've kind of uh, haven't. I don't think I've said it on a, a podcast that's come out live yet, though. But we just got nominated for a second Eisner. What? Yeah, yeah. So you, now they got one, but you got nominated for number two now. Yeah, yeah, our second. Yeah. We didn't win, but we're nominated tw- for a second time. Don't so that's matter, really cool. my brother. I yeah. mean, to get a nomination, that is recognition. Bro. Yeah. So uh, we're we're currently located in uh, El Centro, California. 
in Imperial Valley were the uh, – so before we existed, there was no comic book store in our county. There hadn't been what? one for over 10 years. Yeah, You're the nothing. first in 10 years. Yeah, so it was really cool because when I started the shop, we had two types of customers. Customers who had never owned a comic book or opened one before, which is, sounds crazy, but – their younger they generation, yeah. nothing. They, of course not. So, they, they grew up on this shit, so <laughs> they don't know what it is to actually yeah. own a, a, a physical book and enjoy it. Yeah, smell and, that ink. I mean, they're never going to get to smell the ink like we did because we had. Yeah, yeah, it was one. different, right? Yeah, we would yeah. get high on a different level, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the other customer were, were people who like totally read comics or collected them, but they they got out of it because. Uh, there was no place to buy them, or some of them still did, but they were like ordering online. You know what I mean? And no one wants to order online. To yeah, be honest. no. Yeah, one. it's different from coming in person and, and being yeah. there and picking. And to stuff. hang out, man, get to talk yeah. politics. You know, I mean, excuse me, I would love to be able to go to the shop, pick up my shit. Ruben's behind the counter. What's up, Ruben? What's popping? Yeah. How you doing? And having that thirty minutes of just. Nerd culture. Yeah, yeah, back, yeah. That's, I mean, you I mean that's that. kind of the time limit. It's 30 minutes. Most people stay in the shop. <laughs> I know that. So, it's like, they go there, they pick up their books, and then they're just conversing, especially if there's another fan there. Yeah. They get into their fandoms and why they should be buying the next thing. And next thing you know, the comic shop owner is like, do I need to give you a commission for selling this <laughs> stuff? Because, damn. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the, you know, the banter and, and the talk that goes on is, is, is always super cool because you're with like-minded people, you know what I mean? And, and yes. we're on the same – that's the same reason why I like going to, uh, uh, you know, thankfully they're coming back, right? But, like, conventions, you know what I mean? Like, Yay! Big, I know. Big, I did bring a con. I got like COVID, them. but I, I did it. Oh, I... oh, oh, really? Even with all the, the, the protocols, it's still it's – still, uh, Yes, people still getting sick. It, it huh? happened. I was, you know, thank God I got my shots, um, yeah. and I think that obviously helped me. Uh-huh. But I, I was just cold and hungry. Oh, okay. Those yeah. are my 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 symptoms: cold, but hungry. I mean, I ate yeah. half a tray of lasagna with myself, brother. Yeah, lasagna's good though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call, call me the Puerto Rican Garfield, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say like Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Like yo, that's why I love Garfield. Like yo, if I had that cat, we'd be fighting for lasagna. Like yeah. homie, you better stay away. I'm gonna f you up right now. <laughs> yeah. What was the dog's Odie? Odie was the dog's Odie. name. Right? Odie. Yeah. yeah. yeah Odie ain't that. like lasagna too much though. Yeah. <laughs> Odie's a dog. He ain't like lasagna. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, the, the comic store here, I mean, it was something I always wanted to do because it, it, it didn't exist. And it's like, so we basically were like curators, right? Who's like, we, though? Who's we? What made you decide? Like, what the hell happened on that day that Ruben said, you know what? The hood needs a comic shop. What happened? Just, it didn't exist, and I love comic books, and no one's going to do it for me, so I did it. You know what I mean? That's what it came said, down to. Effort, yeah. Let me get a name. Let me find a spot. Let me open up accounts, and I'm going to serve this community. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, right. I, I've had experience. This is the same reason why I started the the, com- the comic convention down here, because no one else was going to do Wait it. Wait a minute. Them. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Check it off, folks. Yeah, another hat. So, <laughs> you also started a comic convention on top of it in your hood to support Yeah, the yeah. Imperial Valley, Imperial Valley Entertainment Convention. That's what it's called. Oh, get out. Where's I the next one? See. 
So next one's going to be in 2023. Uh, we, we had our hiatus because of COVID, but we're going to come back. I'm planning the next show. But in the last show before COVID hit, um, the show was growing. We, we were already like in the, in the low thousands in attendance, you know? Oh, that's so, nice. Which is great that's for our mean. community. So yeah. what are you doing? What, like a hotel show, you know, renting a space? Where? I what rented a uh, – so there's no convention center here in the Valley, uh, but there's this giant um, – what would I call it? It's like uh, a veteran spot. It's like a, a rec, veterans. It's like a rec center. It's like okay. a rec center, but it's 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 big. Uh, it's like the we rented out the Martin Luther uh, King Pavilion, and uh, okay. it's just this big. Um, I mean, it's a big rec center. That's the best way to explain it. Because inside okay. they had like indoor soccer and some basketball. Court and, yeah, and nice. so they like would put everything away, and then we just used the whole building, and that's where we ran the show. Oh. We had like a lot of different guests. I had like a. Uh, Dickie Beer, the guy who's uh, Boba Fett in the Star Wars. Yeah, what? Movie. We had him. I had um, we had a couple people. I had Kyle Higgins. Kyle Higgins, you know, Nightwing, yes. Power Rangers. Now he's doing uh, Radiant Black, right? Um, Vic Mignogna, this like voice actor, a lot of people requested. Um, we had uh, who was the other one? Uh, Rikishi, the wrestler. Um, oh, I hope he didn't give you a stink face. Yeah, Carla. Oh, yeah, Sting Face. Yeah, Carla Perez. She's a. Uh, it's a lot. She's she's Rita Repulsa in the Power Rangers. Uh, we had a lot of different guests. You know, hey, we had a bunch of vendors. Perez. That's my that's my legal last name. Don't tell me that's family. <laughs> she's really she's really cool actually. She's been to our show two out of the three times we did it. So, awesome. um, but yeah, we just did a local show. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and it's something that the community had never had. And um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, I just I don't know. I just. The best way to explain it is like, you know, I just jump in the fire, or for some people maybe it's a cold plunge, but like, hey. it's, it's just like it, it, things sound scary to do them because they might sound intimidating or whatnot. But I like the challenge, you know. Nah, and, just uh, do it, y'all. Don't be I, scared. Yeah, I just I just go for it, and uh, no one else is gonna do it here. You know what I mean? And and that's just been my my policy to myself. You know, just like just go chase the dream, make it happen. No one's going to make it happen for you, so you have to do it yourself, you know? Yo, bro, you're not lying, because that is key in, in any successful entrepreneur. It's just you finding the opportunity and just being bold enough to make yeah. it happen. Take a chance, because yeah. you never know. So, dude, look at you. You, you, you. Writer, skateboarder, actor, I mean, comic shop owner, uh what what's the what what convention can we see you next, bro? That, that's what I want to know. You said you bought tickets to Maricon. I didn't see you Maricon this year, so obviously you're not coming to Florida anytime soon. But what's yeah. the next one you're doing? <laughs> um, you know what? I I I don't have full confirmation yet. But if if Archie, uh, they they haven't announced anything yet. But if they need me at anything, um, I am 100% loyal to them. You know, Archie, so, you hear this? Send yeah. Ruben to San Diego, to <laughs> New York, to any fan expo. So both of fan expo. Come on. Yeah, if they need me at a uh, – I mean, if they do something at SDCC, um, I'll be there. But if if not, then uh, the, the next big thing I'm planning is our show in 2023 here. And in between, yeah. I don't really have any set date. Um, I'm just kind of writing, writing, writing. And creating, creating, creating. So what's, so, what's the next thing we're going to get from you outside of the Archie? Because, you know, this is great. Yeah. You know, you got this, this first. Again, this is what kills me. Is like, 
not many people say they start with Archie. You know, but mm-hmm. even I could say, though, that it wasn't one of my first books. Mm-hmm. But just like you, I go to the supermarket and Archie's yeah. there. It's there. Yeah. So it's like, can I check that out? That looks cool. Yeah. I and mean, when you don't have a comic that. store, you know, that's for me, it's like that, there's a comic right there, you know. Yeah, yeah. and it's different. Archie's, Archie's like, yo, what is this? It's still a comic book. I mean, you know what? Archie has always had some fun, great yeah. stories with a very classic look, which is amazing that they even keep that up. Dan Parent, I got to meet him several times. So yeah. thank you for yeah, even keeping that, that whole tradition, helping to keep that tradition alive with this old school, beautiful comics. book. Yeah, it is, it is. You know, and this is what saddens me, like Archie, should be consider- should be part of the big three based on the years they've been around, but they still yeah. consider an independent comic, which is crazy. At least in my mind, like they've been around and they have TV yeah. shows and all, but they still indie. Damn. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the yeah, it's eighty years, dude. It's it's yeah. uh, that's no joke. That's a legacy, you know. That's no joke. Yeah, that is no joke. I mean, sit, let me go back to the cover of where your story appears just for a moment because I, I just got to show these covers, right? Because this shit, I mean, you got to get Ruben's story in here and you're going to get so many others. But look at the gorgeousness of these covers. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Look at this over here. I mean, he looking, Jughead he looking like Conan eating a big old ham and shit. I mean, yeah. but, that, but, but honestly, That's- this one. Is the one that I'm really enamored with because it's so classic. That's the Tom Whalen cover. Yeah, oh he does God. a lot of action figure uh, box art now too. It's pretty cool. Right. He does. Yeah. And this is folks. You can see this on Ruben's website, Nubin of Ruben. Not head out right there, folks. Check it out. That's what I'm showing you. That's where I'm seeing this from. All right. You gotta check it out. I mean, but look at this. Well, yo, look. What? Yeah, those are the store exclusives that I've I've gotten to work with like every major what? publisher. And what? Do, uh, store exclusives oh. from my shop. Yeah. What? So these are available at your shop. Hey, look at you right there. Hey, yeah. looking <laughs> like a New York messenger with a messenger bag and shit. I mean, even though that's a skateboard, it looks like a messenger bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little skateboard, yeah. Oh, dope. Bro, look at these covers. Yeah, so I got to do art direction on some of these too, which is really Stop fun. Stop line. So yeah. how was that for you? Was that a new experience? Oh, that was really fun. Yeah, um... So, like, the, the Ninja Turtle one was fun because Dave Garcia, who did our turtle one, he's a, he is a local artist here. He's, like, the only person in my hometown that actually ever made it into comics, and he was an artist. Other than you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, now. now. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on the short list now, you know? I made it in the list. Uh, you on the list. Fuck yeah, I'm on the list. list. <laughs> you on the list, kiddo. Yeah. Latino's taking over, baby. Yeah, so the, the the turtle one is a homage to the first Ninja Turtle movie, and so I kind of pitched that to Dave. I was like, well, how fun would it be with the new Jenica, the new fifth turtle, if she was popping out of the sewer this time? And you know? not just Jenica, because now we're getting the OG coming back from yeah. the cartoons into the whole mess. So now we're going to get two OG female um, yeah, Venus. turtles. Venus, uh-huh. yeah. I had to buy it. Yeah. I, I didn't get the Jenica, but I didn't get the Venus, because I remember Venus in, the, in front of the... Yeah. I mean, yes, guys, I was an older teenager then, but I still, because I had little brothers, I enjoyed Ninja Turtles. I took my baby, my middle brother to the first, no, the second Turtles movie. Oh, dude. But I had a girlfriend, I had a girlfriend at the time, so I was like, okay, bro, um, 
you stay four rows in front of me because I'm going to be having fun back here. <laughs> TMNT is forever, dude. It's yeah, I'll be like, if you need anything, just tell me. If you need popcorn or soda, I'll get it for you. <laughs> Otherwise, don't you dare come up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, is just, that a uh, bad big brother? Or, or, or am I being honest? No, no, hey, hey, being honest. You know? <laughs> well, there's the, there's the illegal aliens book that I did with Dave, and Dave did my cover for that one too. Oh look at oh look oh yo yeah. bro, <laughs> I am digging this shit out of this cover. An alien, and yo, he looks so Latino for real. So many yeah, look at him. Yeah, so the the funny like my my first job like as a kid, it, I mean I know it's really stereotypical, but like my first ah, job ah, as a kid, I, I mowed lawns. Like I did yard hey. work. Hey, so but like, even white boys mowing lawns. It's all right, bro. So, like, <laughs> I, so like the cover's kind of like a homage. Like, it's like that uh, that uh, homage to that one cover with the, the, the farmer wife and farmer man, but yeah, it's the alien with about. him and the leaf blower, you know? Uh, like, yeah, so. yeah, but, it, but the whole thing is, yeah, he looks like he's handing this to the alien. Like, mira, pendejo, you got to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. Yo, Livewire is one of my favorites. Yeah, so that that was Vita's. That was Vita's. See, that's the, that's the book that I signed with Vita at the Long Beach convention. Yeah, there was that one. Sexy cover, bro. Yeah, that was Mike Choi. Uh, you know, I, you don't really hear too much about Mike Choi now, but he's really talented, dude. You know, he is. This is a beautiful, beautiful yeah. cover. I, again, I love Livewire. One of my favorite female characters. Cause I'm a power set, I'm a geek, so it's like, yo, she she has the power set that's up my alley. <laughs> dude, she's got awesome power set. Dude. Yeah, yo, she's an amazing character, and the way they draw, it looks amazing too. And then, dude, you even got this bloodshot. Look at that, not just uh, uh yeah, Daniel, title, but yeah. you got a virgin. Uh, yeah, folks, I said virgin. I hate somebody. Somebody would try to say, oh, virgin sounds so creepy. What do you mean? <laughs> Virgin means there's nothing on it, so, other than the art. So, yeah. if you think it's creepy, then what are you thinking about, you pervert? That was a that was Daniel Warren Johnson's cover before Oof. he got the gig at uh, DC for Wonder Woman: Dead Earth. So that's actually a pretty big milestone yo, when he did that book for us. Yeah, but dude, Daniel Warren Johnson, I mean, he yo, his art is just so fucking heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, it is. Are you yeah. a heavy metal fan? I mean, Ruben, you're yeah. a skateboarder. You're yeah, a Mexicano, yeah. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, I'm, what, I'm, what, what's your band? Man, I like I like way too many bands, actually, to pick a band. But, I mean, I grew up on a lot of – so my, my rock upbringing started with all the grunge era. So, as okay. a kid, I, w- I got introduced with uh, – which is, you know, I, I, was a, I was a product of uh, – Nirvana and Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Hey, uh, hey. That's what I. That's what I grew up into. You know what I mean? Oh my like, God! Yo, so, so rest in peace to 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 uh, Kurt. Rest in peace to Chris. Yeah, you oh, missing yeah. people that passed, man. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone's uh, yeah, and then Blaine Staley too, Allison Chains. Oh, like we lost okay. all, all a lot of the vocalists. Yeah. We've lost amazing legends, you know. But yeah. you know what? But you know what's amazing though. We're building a future superstar and legend in Ruben Najera. Like I said, Banquero, I mean, he got a shop. He's a skateboarder, musician, actor, fucking writer. I mean, bro, how do you, as a creator, make time to do everything that you do? Um, I mean, I think I, 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 I wouldn't have it any other way. I. I feel, man, to be honest, I get anxiety if I'm not working on something. That makes sense. 
You're like, coño, yo, what? Yeah, there is no, like, uh, I don't know, there's really no chill zone for me, I guess. I just, I'm always working on something, so. That's Latino blood, bro. Yeah. That's how I am when, if I find myself just sitting down staring at the TV with the family, I'm, like, itching. I'm like, um, I think I need to do something. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is not productive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I hate that itch, though, because it almost sounds disrespectful. It's family time. I'm not trying to disrespect family time. I'm not saying that everybody, please have family time. But sometimes, if you have an idea, don't sit on it. I, yeah, I don't know if you could it. agree on it. I mean, like if you, if it was an itch, write it down or type it up. Go yeah. to your computer if you have to, or go to your notebook and pick up a fucking pen, like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Get it out there. Let it out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what you said. Sometimes I'll have song rhythms in my head. And I'll open up voice memo on my phone, and I'll like, I'll just stop whatever I'm doing sometimes, and I'll just <laughs> record the rhythm, and I'll hum it. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you lose that. Could you imagine this, folks? You're chilling at a convention <laughs> with Ruben. You inspire him, and he goes, "Excuse me for a moment." Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's like that sometimes <laughs> in my head, man. I just have to put it out. Like it, like flows through me, and st- like. Since I've been Spirit. doing music for so long, it's weird. Like, I'll hear songs sometimes. And, like, I used to play the trumpet, like, when I was, like, in fifth, sixth grade. Oh, well, you sometimes... play the trumpet, bro? Get out of here. Yeah. And, and sometimes, like, I could, uh, the wait, movements wait, wait. of my fingers coincide with the, the I got to know here. Ruben, I got to know here. Because you're a very slim man now. Uh-huh. But when you were playing the trumpet, were you a big boy? Because I used no. to be a big boy. So you I... always been a skinny boy? Yeah, yeah, I've always been uh, thin, dude, always, yeah. I was a big boy. I was wearing men's-sized pants at 12, and now I could I could wear about three sizes less than when I was 12. So you played trumpet also? I didn't play shit, but I oh. was a lazy, uh, you know, fat Puerto Rican kid reading comics in the Far Escape <laughs> until I picked up a bike. And all of a sudden, when I started finding biking and, you know, with my BMXing and all that bullshit. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, until my boy had an accident, we we built this ramp, and I guess we built it too steep. Yeah. Bro, he almost touched the top of a bridge. Oh, wow. And like an asshole, he decided to sit on the bike as it landed. Uh-huh. The seat pole bent where he sat. Oh, wow. And I was okay. like, my God, bro, I hope you're not bleeding. Yeah. Because <laughs> the way wow. that seat looked after the fact, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, bro, yeah. I mean, you've been skateboarding. Yeah, that sounds brutal. Like, bro, I skateboarded once in front of my baby brother, and I was already in my late 30s. I found a board in my mom's basement. I said, yo, shit, I remember this. I grabbed it. I took yeah. three pa- three pushes, right? And then he, he uh-huh. takes me. He says, I did not know you could skateboard. And the moment he says that, bro, <laughs> there was a pebble in the basement. Yeah. I, my wheel hits that shit. I didn't oh. see it. I look like Jesus Christ on the floor. That's how I landed. <laughs> and oh, he goes, man. are you all right? I'm like, just shut up. And, and did you record this? He goes, no. I'm like, all right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I took uh, a deep breath. <laughs> uh, Ruben, you're fucking awesome, bro. It's, yo, yo, I, I just can't believe that you're a person that has done so much, bro. Um, so I just want to, two more questions. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So, I, so 
first question before we go is, how do you keep up the energy of creation or creativity? How do you do that, yo, to keep pushing forward? Like, what inspires you every single day? You know, I I have to, I am my worst enemy. Um, I'll, I'll say this, I, it, there really isn't anything someone could say, like, bad about me that I couldn't say to myself, because mm. I am my own worst enemy, you know, and, like, I, even if something was good, I will, like, sometimes just pick at myself, and, mm. um, you know, I'll feel like it's not good enough, I need to keep doing better, and so, like, I'm always, like, climbing up the mountain higher and higher against myself, and so it really is, like, a battle with myself, you know, and mm. I'm always trying to, like, do better and, and, and be better. And like, it's not for the purpose of, um, you know, do it to impress this person or this person. It really is I versus I, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think in a lot of sense, you know, that's what I did with, with skating, you know, that's what I did with, you know, if I did one flip trick, I always had to try to do double because I knew I could do better than that. You know what I mean? I'm better than that. And sometimes if even a, 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 a little bit of laziness kicks in, I'll literally, like, talk down to myself. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, get to work. Get this done. Like, nice. you know, you don't said. half-ass this. Yeah, and, like, I'll, I'll put myself through the ringer to get certain things done. And a lot – most things, so, honestly, are daunting. But I just – How do you do myself. that, though? How do you force yourself, though? Is this something that you kind of put on a calendar and, like – and remind yourself, or do you have an internal clock that says, get her done? I, I basically feel like I'm running out of time all the time, and I just okay. get at myself, and, like, I, I just see where I'm at in life, and it's like, you know, I'm still not where I want to be yet, and I just mm. keep pushing myself to to try to get higher and better and better and better, and there's always, you know, room for improvement on everything. I'm always wanting to learn. Um that's also why I always have podcasts playing because I feel like I need to be multitasking. So while I'm working on something, I'm hearing something. So I'm also learning something. You're getting inspired. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll always learn from you too. Cause bro, not for nothing, Ruben, but you're a boss. kiddo. No, thank you. Uh, I mean, I hope to inspire people as you inspire me and others. And you know what I mean? Like nah, I mean, it's man. a circular thing. You, you inspire know? me. Cause here you are skateboarder, musician, film, entrepreneur with a comic shop i mean a, a a writer you're doing and more i mean bro salute yourself jeez bro yeah I, I, I don't really not many i don't get yeah. to talk to many people like you that wear so many multiple hats i've spoken to people that wear multiple hats but you are like jesus christ bro you are really above and beyond and then not just that but then you're also a fan on top of it yeah I, I I mean I wow I admire your energy Al your your energy is something that I'd like to build to have you know what I mean I mean like the intro of the podcast when you, whenever you start your shows off I mean it's like let's go boom you know what I mean and let's like, go because we're yeah. going to talk to an amazing person like you bro look at everything so, you do bro I aspire I mean, to have that kind of energy you know what I mean that kind of like positivity you know and and 
and you inspire a lot of people as well I with that positivity. So. You know what I mean? So, I hope so. Thank you for saying that, but I, I actually really hope so on that because, again, this is the whole reason of this. It's hopefully to inspire the next generation of creators to learn from amazing up-and-coming creators or, or established creators. I mean, look, Ruben, bro, again, you inspire me. The shit that you're doing, kiddo, is I, I'm, like, truly floored. Everything you've done. I'm like, wow. And especially within our community. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't always talk about this type of stuff. But yeah. honestly, it's like to see a fellow Latino. Yeah. Because all of us Latinos, no matter we're from El Caribe, Central, or South America, we're all one. Yeah. Pedro Albizo Campos tried to do this and he got killed for it. But, you know, the Latino union should be real. Yeah. Because, yo, we have power in what we do. Mm-hmm. We have amazing creators that are slowly beginning to get noticed, thank God. Yeah. Um, you know, because people are awakening to understand that this is not a limitation. It's a blessing. Um, yeah. So you keep doing what you do. So, another I know I said two more last, but I got two more last. No, no, yeah, yeah. So, first off, what's next? And then the last one is, what what can you tell the next generation of creators? Because you've been at this for a minute. So, you know, inspire them. But before you answer that, what's next? What can I expect next from Ruben? Well, next, uh, I'm really looking forward to it because... I I haven't held it in hand printed yet, and I'm going to very soon. But Ooh. June 15th is the best Archie comic ever, Ooh. and uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. And and not only that, but it it's a one shot. You can't go wrong, and like it's literally the most like action packed Archie comic that you're ever gonna read. It's, it's the best Archie comic it's the best Archie ever. Comic ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and you know what? It, the price it's 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 uh if you go to like previews roll out, you'll see on their your local LCS it's four dollars. I mean, you, dude, you can't go wrong with that. Like, and you yeah. get you get the three stories in there. Most of the three annuals stories, nowadays are way more than that. Three stories for three ninety nine. You yeah. cannot you cannot yeah. go wrong in this day and age or something. Cannot. Like so I mean, that's that's the big thing for me right now. Um, that the cover to the books, I actually have it. Uh on my desktop so every every day you know i see it when i wake up that, that's another thing i do i'll put those kinds of things actually you know what yeah, I, show it to you. I, I actually own the cover to the no you do yeah i bought no. it oh wait yeah. a minute wait yeah. a minute folks we're about it oh look at oh shit yeah so this was the, so tim, that's the og this is the og the tim seeley cover when i when i heard uh that it was an actual, not digital. I was like, oh, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna support. I'm see, I even supported the creators on the. I bought it from his art dealer, and uh, you went, oh, bro, I'm not, I'm not gonna ask the number, but wow, yo, wow, <laughs> because folks, check this out, check this out, look at yeah. it right there in color. Holy yeah. shit, yo, yeah, bro, so, and I like this because like you see Veronica right, oh, Veronica right here, but she's, uh, I get to write the story with her in it. And so this was yeah. special to me. I had to own this. Well, I wanted to buy is it. Is it because you like brunettes, bro? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. I do too. Okay. <laughs> my my lady is a brunette. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna hold on to that forever, dude. I, 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 uh, that's a milestone for me. So I just had to own the original art on that. That's gorgeous. He um, kept that one out on purpose, folks. You saw that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that one's that one's on that one's on purpose. It's going on the wall. It's staying there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. The new the, the Archie book, and then uh, I have an original IP that I'm writing right now. I have my oh shit! Story. Stop lying, bro. What you got? What? You, what yo, hold on. Let me, let me take this heavy wallet out of my pocket. Okay, where am I going next? <laughs> so I I uh I have an interior artist that's working on it right now, and uh, <laughs> what we got? Hundreds. What we got? Bro? And uh. And so, uh, uh, hey, Al, you know what? When it, when I, when I have it come out, maybe we can uh, do a part two later. You know, when what I mean? it comes Talk out, I it. want to write back because if that's your first crowdfunding, again, yet another uh, level that you are stepping into. Like, bro, Ruben, you're an inspiration. I need you back. You said you were excited to be on here. Nah, bro, I'm excited to have oh, yeah. you. Because to see somebody oh, that's not you. afraid, not afraid to take on these challenges, to put themselves out there. Flower times, bro. Thank you. Thank you for being right. bold and brave enough, Ruben, but to, to share your vision, your story. Thank you. It means a lot to me as a fan. For you to decide to share stuff that's going to take me outside of this world. You know, there's too much madness. For you to want to entertain me. Just thank you for just, you know, giving me that moment like I'm not on Earth. I am in the Archieverse or, or, or your Kickstarter, whatever you were going to do next, kiddo. Um, I'm a fan for life. For real. Just salute oh, to you. you. Muchas gracias, bro. really do. No, for real. Muchas gracias, bro. This brand right here, Comic Crusader, got your back a hundred, son, because you're, you're, you're a special type of creator. Hey, you're a person you. that wears so many hats and we don't want to cross people like you that, you know, do so much to make sure that they share in their passion and love for this community. This, that, that's few and far I, in between. I, so thank you. And uh, thank you, Al. I, I, I appreciate it. You know, it, it's not it's not without it's it's. Um, I mean, I'll yeah, say this, this everyone <laughs> with, with everyone, everyone listening. I mean, like I. I've had a lot of challenges through life, you know, upbringings. I, I grew up, I mean, if you look up the valley, it's one of, like, the highest poverty rates and et cetera. And, like, our area wow. is not known for many people really being successful to come from here. So, like, I've had a journey. I've had my battle. Um, you know, even through life, I've battled with depression, anxiety, uh, mm. OCD, uh, all kinds of stuff that I've wow. had that, like, I just deal with. But, like, I I just push forward, you know, like I fall and I get back up and I fall and I get back up and, and I keep going till I land it very much so the same way I did with skating when I grew up. And like my best advice is like don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. You have that passion for it. You go do that thing. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, a lot of the times the haters aren't the ones buying the tickets to your show anyways. You know what I mean? Or they never would have to begin with. So like is that, that's why they're haters. They that's yeah. why they're haters. Yeah, that... they ain't there to support <laughs> so, you. They want to talk shit, but it's all right because guess what? You got a better home than them, a better car, and you're eating better food. It's all right. Screw yeah. them. So Don't I mean, those people. chase your chase your dreams, you know. And and Al, with this show, 
I'm going to tell you right now, you're inspiring people because, you know, hopefully someone that listens to, for all we know, five years from now, they're on your show and they got inspired from like this very episode. That That's a reality that could happen. You know what I mean? And yeah, like other episodes right. that you've Thanks. done, there's people that are inspired by you and what you do and all the content that you put out and the things that they learn from you and they learn it from you. You know what I mean? So then they start seeing you at shows because, like, if I see you at a show, I'm going to recognize you. You know what I mean? Well, I'm mega, you know, you know like, I'm going to know. That's, happened. that's actually happened yeah. to me. I'm like, the first time that ever happened to me, I was walking around in New York Comic Con. I had my T-shirt on. And so creator from behind a booth says, oh, my God. Yeah, dude. And he ran up to me and just gave me a hug. I'm like, what in the hell is going And my boy, like, you know this guy? I'm like. Uh, I think I interviewed him. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it is awesome. Like you know, you know, thank you for the love. Uh, I don't do that for that. I do this because I think that there's so many talented people out there that just need an extra push, right? So when we're able to talk to people like you yeah. that do so many things, bro, I mean, hopefully we could help those that are just thinking or overthinking. Just do it, man or lady. Yeah. Let's get it done, yo. Don't be scared. Yeah. And then, you know what? Yeah. I want to have you here when you do it. So we could talk about you overcoming your fear. It's important. Let's get it done. Yeah, Ruben did it. He wore multiple hats. And again, he's a comic shop owner, skateboarder, actor, musician, entrepreneur, writer. I mean, what hat doesn't Ruben wear? Because he's been brave enough to understand when the opportunity comes and and to just take it and whatever happens, happens. So, again, that's so important, Ruben. You fucking rock in my book, bro. You are... Oh, thank you. Again, I'm always happy to talk to a Latino creator, but but this is why I like talking to Latinos because we do work three times, five times, ten times, twenty times harder than most because of our, uh, our, our situation and the way this country comes, sometimes treats us. But um, you are true inspiration, though. So uh, thank, you. thank you for what you do because while you are complimenting me, I'm not even half of the level you are, at least in my mind. Right. While, while I'm able to talk to amazing people like you, but damn, man, I can't wait to be able to share my creations with people. I'm working on it. And we're gonna become a creator, so watch out. <laughs> uh, we're gonna see some. Heck some, yeah, dude! Heck so, you yeah, know, dude! And if I could have you even involved in that, I want to bring you in. Cause folks, I hey, spoke to my it. boy Chitlins this weekend. I spoke to my boy Chitlins from Drunken Chat, and he says people want another comic Crusader Comic Con, the Crusader Con. So that sounds good. That's so Crusader Con sounds good. I'll, yeah, I'm going to blow it up here, Ruben, and I want you to be one of my guests on the Indie Comics panel because I am planning on doing this in August of this year, folks, okay? August of this year, we're going to have a brand new Crusader Con. We're going to have whatnot sales. We're going to have indie panels, women in comics panels. We're going to have Marvel panels, DC panels. You name it, I'm working on it. We're going to get it done. We're going to get Ruben back even then a little bit earlier to talk about the success of his project and even how it is to step in along with other creators that, that have been on his journey. So if you thought you learned a lot here, where by you ain't no one yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fun. 
Beautiful. So, Ruben. Beautiful. So, once again, this is what I need you to do, folks. I've been showing this off, but for those of you that just listen on audio, I've been showing off his Twitter and Instagram. So, if you want to follow Ruben, it's R-U-B-E-N-N-A-J-E-R-A on both Twitter and Instagram, and then the same spelling on Facebook, but ends in J-R, Junior, all right? Because Senior killing it, too, you know, but we'll talk about that on another day. <laughs> but 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 Ruben uh, right there and I had a you got it all right and then not just that Ruben also got a website folks all right so I need you to go visit that website Ruben Najera again let me spell it again I know it's difficult for some of you R U B E N N A J E R A dot com you're gonna learn about this amazing journey everything he's doing I mean you better check out the best RT comics ever coming out when Ruben. June 15th. You Whoa, hear that? Wepa! So right now, you go to your LCS, you go to Diamond, you better pre-order the shit out of that right now. Get all the covers, get this story, and then when he shows up at his next con, wherever that will be, you're going to get this autograph, all right? But of course, I think he's going to be on, on uh, Crusader yeah, Con. Maybe on Crusader Con, we'll get a donated autograph copy or something. So let, let's figure it out, all right? Because you're no, doing that for charity. Hey, you, you, oh, whatever. You, hey, you, you let me know. I'll, I'll sign whatever. I'll yeah, sign we want to do yeah. it for charity. Um, we're still deciding on which charity. Last year, we supported the Leukemia Society, and we uh, awesome. got over $3,000 for them. Wow, so, wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to do the same again. It's all about the kiddies, man, right? They're the future. So, I mean, look, I look, at, look, that's, Al, I'm telling you, man, you're doing, you're, you're a positive light, man, you know? I, listen, man, I want to use my channel for greatness. I want to, you know, use this channel to talk to people like you. I want to use this channel to just celebrate mm-hmm. comics as a whole. It's just because this, again, but people like you do is such a, uh, an amazing form of escapism just to get away from our problems. You know, you make us happy, whether whether it's 15 or 20 minute or 30 minute read, depending on who's writing. <laughs> but it, it, it's just being able to just get away. And I think that's the most important thing that we all need for mental health reasons. Exactly so what you said is why I love your podcast, though, too, Al. That's it's oh, the way to like. You. That's that you just said it like that's that's a service that you do. That's I I don't know if you realize, but you're providing that in your own way. You know, it's the same as like when someone's wow, reading a comic, you. it's listening to the podcast, you know, thank you. Looking man. forward thank to the next episode and the next episode after that it kind of becomes like you're like become like family in that way because you're this voice that's of comfort that you get used to hearing. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you know, don't make me like cry that. now. Don't you make me cry now. <laughs> But this is the last thing I want to share with with you guys here. I, I put this on the website, but if anybody's feeling a type of way, you feel lonely, you feel you need to talk, you know, if you're having thoughts that you shouldn't have, please, folks, um, please go visit the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can call them at 1-800-273-8255. You know, we don't want you to go. We need you. We love you. We're here for you. So, you know, this is why people like Ruben create, man. We want to keep you occupied, your brain occupied, and get away. When you feel too stressed, pick up a comic, you know. Watch a TV show, but don't you ever think about taking your life.
Yeah. Because yeah. think about everyone else you're going to hurt, whether it's your family, your friends, your loved ones, you know, and those include your, fr- you know, friends and everyone else. So just please, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. Ruben, you've been effing amazing. <laughs> I'm honored to have spoken with you. You are nothing but an inspiration. We will have you back for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When that Kickstarter go live, I need to know. I need to dig in there. <laughs> Where are you? With that brain of yours, folks, again, you know what it is. Twitter, Instagram for Ruben, Ruben Najera on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And then Junior, Ruben Najera, Junior ending uh, in Facebook. Website, Ruben Najera. It's in the show notes. So you can just click away. All right, copy paste or click away whatever you want. All right, whatever makes you happy, folks. And with that, I'm Omega. Thank you for tuning in to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. Please check us out on not just on comiccrusaders.com but undercovercaves.com. Check out my extended family that has new shows this week, like Old Timers Comic Book Show. You know, we got outside the panels. Then we got some Comic Crusaders like Think Indie. We got also our Undercover Caves No Prize. I mean, yo, we got stuff coming out this week. Oh, we got it. All right. So with that. Hasta la próxima. I'm Omega with the amazing superstar Ruen Najera. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Thank Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app.